0: Good morning, Forest Grove Community Church Attridge. It is good to be with you this morning. Thankful that we can gather, that we can be in a community with each other, that we can worship Jesus together through song, through scripture, and through prayer. My name is Chandra Styles, and I work here as the Youth and Young Adults Pastor And uh, I have the privilege this morning of getting to share with you alongside Sarah Shinman. Sarah has been an intern in our Grove Youth Junior High and Senior High over the last year. She's doing her internship through Horizon Bible College that shares the parking lot with us. And this is the beginning of her last week of the internship. And so it is a gift to be able to get to share with you together this morning. Um, As Tyler said, we're going to continue on in our teaching series that we've been in for the last number of weeks called Teach Us to Pray, where we take some time to look at at the Lord's Prayer, a passage from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew is a book of the Bible that talks about Jesus and his life, and in this passage that we look at, we actually look at Jesus giving a template, an example of how to pray to his followers. Um, He's saying, if you want to know how to pray, then pray like this. And over the past number of weeks, we've been taking that prayer and breaking it down piece by piece and asking God, God, teach us how to pray in light of this line, in light of these words. And so today we're going to talk about um, and ask God to teach us about how to pray for our daily bread. But as we begin, we want to take some time to pray the Lord's Prayer together. Um, This prayer is found in a couple places in scripture, but it's also been a prayer that's kind of been crafted and changed over the years by different um, expressions of the church. And some of you may know this prayer off by heart because you said it in school or in church or in your families growing up. But for some of you, maybe this is a prayer that's new and wherever you're coming in from, that's okay. But as we say it together, I think it's a beautiful expression of how this prayer is meant to be communal It's meant to be a prayer we pray for ourselves, but also for our community. So the words will be up on the screen. And so I invite you to pray this prayer along with us this morning. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: Good morning, everyone. So, um, yes, I am the Grove Youth, one of the Grove Youth interns, and something we often like to do at Grove Youth is when we start our teaching time, we like to start off with a question. This just helps us get ready to learn and to think. And so this morning, we get to participate in that. So I have a question for us. Think of a time where you really needed something and someone else provided it for you. OK, take a few minutes to, seconds to think about that. This can be from when you were a kid. This can be from when you were a teenager, a young adult And older adults, doesn't really matter when, just think of a time when this question applied. Okay, everyone kind of has something in your brain? Okay, now something else we like to do at Grove Youth is share our answers. Ooh, scary. So now what we get to do is turn to someone near you and share your answer. If you don't know their name, this is a great option to make a new friend. Ask them their name, and then you can share your name with them as well. And then share your answers, okay? Good? Okay, everyone turn to someone near you.
0: And if you're on the live stream, then you can talk to someone in your room or you could put your answer in the chat. That would be great too.
1: So nice to hear people talk. 10 more seconds. Okay. 10 more more seconds. seconds. That's close enough to 10 seconds. Okay. Chandra, have you ever had a time where you really needed something and someone else provided it for you? Yes, actually I have.
0: So when I was in my early 20s, um, I was working every summer as a cabin leader at a summer camp called Camp Kadish. And because of the stage of life that I was in, you know, paying for rent every month, uh, a camp wage for the summer just didn't cut it. So often I would work on the weekends at a group home that I had been working at. Um, And so I'd work a whole week at camp, drive home, work two night shifts at a group home, be one night down of sleep for the week, drive back to camp on a Sunday morning and start a whole another week of camp again. Did this for three summers. And uh, in my last summer as a cabin leader, um, a, a couple that had worked at camp with me who had just gotten married and were no longer working at camp, they came to me, they approached me and they were like, Chan, we just don't want you to do this anymore. Like this is so tiring and you're such an asset to camp and we don't want you to start every week tired because you had to go home and make money for yourself just so you could keep paying rent like that. Seems silly. So they said, we'd like to pay that wage for you so that you don't have to work on the weekends anymore. We'd like to give you that amount of money every week so that you can rest. Um, And that was mind-blowing to me and it was an incredible gift. And that summer was um, a summer that I got to experience serving at camp in a different way than I had before because I had the energy and the rest to be able to do that. And they provided for me not only for my rent, but for my car that broke down twice that summer. And a couple weekends, they even provided me a place to stay on the weekend um, when some other things were shifting in my life. And it was something that I didn't, hadn't even asked for, and I didn't really know I needed. But they provided for me in such a significant way. Sarah, what about yeah. yourself?
1: That's a really awesome story. Yeah, so I also have a camp story. So this was the summer right after my first year at Horizon Bible College. And I was working up at a camp and this was like June, so very early on in the camp season. And there was nobody there, there were no rentals. And the person who lived there year-round, the caretaker, he took a week of holidays that week. So I was by myself, Um, which was fine. It was fine until I hit about Wednesday. And then, disaster struck, I ran out of Pizza Pops, my only food source at that moment, point in time. I had a few granola bars, so I was like, I can, I can last until Friday. But I also didn't have a lot of gas money, so I couldn't just, like, drive into the city whenever I wanted to. It was, like, specific days I could drive. So my friend, who lived in PA, which is about 20 minutes away from this camp, she, after a very long, hard shift of work for herself, she drove to Walmart, bought me a ton of groceries to last me till the like, the weekend and then the week next week, and then she drove all the way out to camp and spent the entire evening with me. We had a sleepover. It was great. It was fun, and she provided me with two things. She provided me with food, but also I was very lonely. I was by myself. I was talking to myself all the time, so she had chatted with me, and it was so nice,
0: These are beautiful examples of the ways that needs were met by the provision of other people. Because every day, there are things that we need to survive. In the 1940s, psychologist Abraham Maslow uh, defined a list of human needs that we now call the hierarchy of human needs. And it's used in psychological practices all the time. It's become the utmost referenced list um, that is summarized because it's the base level of what someone may need to survive, to stay physically alive, but also to thrive, to move to a position where they can actually grow. The list starts with the things that you would expect. Food, water, air, shelter, sleep. Things that provide us our physical, our physical things that keep, us actually, keep our bodies actually alive. The next part of the list moves into the the needs that come more internally, connection or belonging, needing to have an ability to have relationship with something, whether that's a person or animals or things that can respond to us, but needing to know who we're connected to and where we belong. The last part of the list is novelty or discovery, the ability to actually learn new things and then grow in the way that we live because of it. If these... When these needs are met, we're able to move from simply just having a body that stays alive to actually be sustained for growth, That we can actually grow and change into the human beings that we are created to be. We all have these needs, and daily these needs need to be met so that we can be sustained, meaning that we can just stay alive. But we also have the need to grow. And beyond just needing to grow in those relational and emotional ways, as followers of Jesus, we also have the need to grow spiritually. We have a need to also, within us, be connected to the source of life that we believe has existed forever and gives us life, which is God. Jesus knew these needs. He knew these human needs, these emotional needs, these spiritual needs. And so when Jesus took the time to teach his disciples how to pray, He gives them a line to pray for these needs. He says, Pray every day for your daily bread so that you can be aware of how God provides for it. He tells us to ask for our daily bread because daily bread is a symbol of sustenance. It's the provision of what is needed to fully live and function, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. It's what we need to fuel us, not just so that we would stay alive, but actually thrive. The things that nourish our bodies and our souls, that give us strength to exist, but also flourish in how we're created to be. It is, our daily bread is our portion. It's enough. If we look at this line, give us today our daily bread, we can break it down to, to show us exactly the things that Jesus was teaching us um, as we pray this. The first word is give. When we ask God to give something to us, we acknowledge him as the giver, the provider. We acknowledge that we believe that he will provide for us. The next word is us. Us is not the word my. When we say give us our daily bread, we're not just saying give me my daily bread, but we're actually saying, Lord, give us as a community what we need. We're asking God to actually help us be aware of our own needs, but also the needs of those around us. The next word is today. Today. We're asking God for what we need right now, trusting that in the future he will continue to provide, but not trying to store up more than we need or more than enough, but just saying, God, give us what we need to walk in your will today. And then last, daily bread. The things we need to sustain us and flourish physically and spiritually. Jesus teaches us to ask God for what we need because asking someone else for something does something within us. So what does it do? within us, to ask someone for something that we need. When we come to realize that we have a need and need to ask someone else to help us fulfill it, there's a shift in our own posture. We position ourselves as one who now needs to receive. It's like we're stating our inability to do it all on our own. We recognize that we might be deficient, and we recognize that our connectedness with each other and God is something we need to lean into to have what we need to flourish. We have to trust that someone wants the best for us and will provide for us, and that God can do that. And we recognize that in our communal relationships as followers of Jesus, that giving and receiving is part of those rhythms. But this prayer isn't just about our needs, it's about each other's needs. So what does it do within us to ask for something on behalf of someone else? Well, it makes us stop and just become aware of the needs around us. When we stop thinking about ourselves and turn our eyes outwards, all of a sudden we start to look at situations in our communities, our city, our families, our friendship circles differently. We say, what are the needs? How might God be inviting me to provide for them? How could I connect other people to provide for them? Asking God for things beyond our own means on behalf of others builds our faith and trust that God will find a way where there is no way to provide. And it shapes us to be a part of God's provision, to be a part of asking ourselves, how may God be asking me to provide for those needs? Jesus teaches us to pray for our daily bread because it postures us to trust God to provide and to receive. And it positions us to be willing to participate in his provision for the needs of the community around us.
1: At the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, it starts off with our Father. By Jesus beginning this prayer with our Father and then following it up with, give us today our daily bread, he was making a statement. He was showing the world that God is like a parent who cares for us and provides for us. Okay, now pause. For some of us, parents are not easy people to look at for a place of comfort, love, and provision. And we just want to acknowledge this, that it's sometimes really hard to hear that God is supposed to be like a parent who's supposed to love and care and provide for us when we might not have had that reality. If this resonates with you, maybe a prayer you can start off with is just this, Jesus, show me how you're different than what I have experienced with my parents. Because I truly believe that God wants you to know him as your personal provider and know how much he cares about you. So throughout the Bible, there are a lot of references to bread and God providing a bread-like substance or bread to people. Earlier this year, um, Lizzie, our junior high director, and Tyler, the other Grove Youth intern, they talked to us about the book of Exodus. Exodus is a book in the Bible. It's near the beginning of the Bible. And in this story, in this chapter of Exodus, God provides manna. Now, manna, we don't exactly know what it is because the Hebrew word actually translates to, what is it? Because no one really knew. Um, But it was like bread. It came, God did this amazing miracle where when the dew from the evening would evaporate, it would leave, like, these little bread things on the ground. And that was food. It was good food that the Israelites, God's chosen people, could eat. And this wasn't just like a one-off chance that God did this. This was for 40 years in the desert. There was no superstore to go to. There was no place to get any other food. It was for 40 years every single day, except one day of the week. But that's another note. So God provided for these people. In the New Testament, this is when Jesus is on earth walking and teaching other people. Jesus provides for 5,000 hungry people with what was in a little kid's lunchbox, which was two fish and five loaves of bread. This seems like an excessive amount for a lunch, for, especially for a kid, but for 5,000 people, that wasn't going to go very far. But Jesus does this amazing miracle where everyone gets to eat. And they get to eat so much, so they're completely full, but then they actually get to take some home for the next day. So God provides. These are amazing stories where God provides for his people. But more often than not, God provides for his people through the everyday obedience and faithfulness of others. Okay, but what happens when we're actually going hungry? or we actually don't have a job, or we have some kind of unmet need that is not being met. These are hard questions to sit with, they're uncomfortable, and they're like, hmm, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. When we pray, give us today our daily bread, we are not just praying as individuals for our own needs, but collectively for the needs of our community. This prayer opens us up to the needs that we do have, but also to be aware of the needs that other people around us have. And it opens our eyes to see how could we actually maybe provide for someone else who is in need. We're talking a lot about how God cares and provides for us and the communities around us. But what are some of our actual needs? In
0: Scripture, we see God providing for needs in multiple different ways. And even before, I mentioned that we do have needs that are emotional, physical, and spiritual. So we believe that when we pray, give us today our daily bread, God will fulfill all of the types of needs that we are looking for. So let's look at spiritual needs. What is a spiritual need? What does it mean to be in in need of something from God to have our, our need met spiritually? A spiritual need is Pretty much anything that brings our spirit, our innermost being, being in alignment with God's spirit, where we can actually move to a place where we can experience God's presence, we can hear his voice, we can experience his guiding, where we can experience the work of the Holy Spirit, just like Tyler was talking about before, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life that produces the fruit that shows that we're followers of Jesus, fruit like love, joy, joy peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. These are signs of our, our spirit's alignment with God's. A spiritual need is our deep longing to be known by God and others, but also to know God and others in deep ways. To know our calling or our purpose, the way God has uniquely created us and positioned us to share his love and truth with people around us. A spiritual need is is a filling of the Holy Spirit, God's personal presence with us, and just an an openness to God's presence within us and lived out through us. When we pray, give us today our daily bread, we're asking God to fulfill these spiritual needs, but not just for ourselves. We're not just becoming aware of our own needs, but we're also becoming aware of the needs around us and asking God, God, what are my spiritual needs, but what are the spiritual needs of my siblings? in my community, in my city, and in the spaces that I inhabit.
1: So now that we know some of our spiritual needs, what about our physical needs? But what is a physical need? Physical needs are usually defined as resources that we need in order to survive or have basic bodily function. So like food, water, shelter from Saskatchewan winters. These are all very important basic things that we need but also physical rhythms that allow us to be healthy and interact with our world in a healthy way. So some examples of these are peace of mind and mental health needs. Attunement of our rhythms and work of work, play and rest, energy for our bodies, food, physical touch, finances, housing and transportation. These are all really good examples of physical needs that we all have. When we pray, give us today our daily bread. We are becoming aware of these physical needs and the physical needs of others. Through this, we can see the needs, but we can also see the physical abundances in certain kinds of resources we have. And we can ask Jesus how we can be a good steward of this resource we are abundant in and be faithful to care for the people around us well.
0: So, as we think of these needs, and maybe even as we listed off some examples, maybe there is a need that you're aware of in your own life. Maybe one of these examples kind of uh, caught your attention. And maybe God is inviting you into a space where you interact with Him about that need. Or maybe as you listen to that list, you thought of a need in your community or the people around you. And you became curious God, how could I be a part of providing for a need? That's the fruit of praying this portion of the prayer. Give us today our daily bread. It's the awareness that we come into when we ask God, God, would you provide for this and and show me what these needs are, how you might provide, but also how I could be a part of that. So how are some ways that we can pray for our daily bread? We want to make this practical for you. Things that you can actually do and try to make yourself aware of these needs of God's provision, of your trust in him, and your potential participation in providing for others. First, something you may have to do is ask yourself, is there anything that might stop me from praying this portion of the prayer? Is there an obstacle that I might have that prevents me from praying for my own or my community's daily bread? Maybe it's that you struggle to believe that God will actually provide, or that you feel like your needs or your community's needs are so much less than the greater, more drastic needs around you. Maybe you feel selfish or like you don't deserve it, or you feel like your needs are too much and that God just won't follow through. Whatever it is, God wants to interact with you around these obstacles. And so maybe you need to first start by saying, God, would you help me believe? I'm in unbelief. Would you help me believe so I can pray this prayer, trusting that you will provide? Here's a few practical examples of how you can pray for spiritual needs. First of all, you might actually just want to physically posture yourself in a position of receiving. That as you pray, you might just open your hands up like this as a sign of saying, God, I actually want to be open and soft to receiving your spirit and what you have for me. I know that for myself, that lots of times my body can kind of indicate what's happening inside of me. You know, if I'm sitting cross-armed or if I'm sitting straight-armed or, you know, when we're singing in worship and I just feel like I'm, like, all, like, tight and closed off, that's a sign that maybe that's happening inside me too. And sometimes I want to um, just be able to, like, respond freely and just open my hands freely like it's natural, but sometimes I have to choose it. And in that choosing of opening myself up, I become open to what God has for me or people around me. Maybe you want to start by simply opening your hands and praying, Come, Holy Spirit, and trusting that as you pray that over and over again, God will meet you in that and and pour Himself out onto you. Two other types of prayers that can be helpful, especially if you're a person who likes guided prayer, is the daily examine and the daily office. The daily examine is a type of meditative prayer where at the end of the day, You just think through the portions of your day and say, where was God at work? Where did I see him at work? Where did I join him at work? And where might I have missed an invitation to be at work with God or be aware of his presence? You pray through uh, gratitude, repentance, and just thank God for the way that he met you in that day. There's an app called Examine that you can use. It's really awesome. It guides you through a prayer like that. It just helps you be aware of God in your day. There's also a type of prayer called the daily office. And you can look, there's several types of prayers that you can just look up on the internet or different prayer books, where it's a prayer for morning, midday, and night that just anchors you on attentiveness to where God is at work and how you can join him throughout each day. Another way that you can pray for your spiritual needs is to just speak out the truth and the promise of God over yourself or people around you. Maybe every day you get up and you take a piece of scripture that God has used to declare who you are and and tell yourself, this is who I am. I am a child of God. I'm a co-laborer with Christ. I am one of God's masterpieces. God is working his good out in my life. And just remind yourself of those truths and those promises. Or you speak those out over people around you whose spiritual needs that you, who may have a spiritual need that you know that you can speak into. These are ways that we can pray for our daily bread actively We can ask God to give us what we need in our spirits.
1: Some application points to be aware of our physical needs. Um, So one, you can make a list. I am someone who loves making lists. I love stationery. So um, make a list. Write down every kind of need you have or want. And just write them down and then pray over them. Pray over that God would show you how he provides for you and that he will care for you. And then ask others to pray for you as well. You don't necessarily need to show them the whole extensive list, but just say, hey, can you pray for me that God would show me that he is a provider and that he cares for my needs? And then also ask if you can pray for them. Pray for their list. Pray for their provision that God would show them that they That he cares for them and their needs also. If you're in a season of physical abundance, maybe remember what it was like when you didn't have that specific resource in abundance and care for the people who are in need and who don't have that resource available to them. This can look like volunteering at one of our many partners, such as the Bridge on 20th, where you could donate some food that can go into creating a meal for someone. Or you can go and just sit. Just sit, listen, pray with, and just have a conversation with someone and show them that they are worth knowing and they are worth loving. Walk around your neighborhood. Go for a walk and just pray over the needs that you see. And ask Jesus to open your eyes to the needs that you maybe don't see. And then ask Jesus Help me be a good steward of what resources I have and show me where I can actually step in and care for someone well. Maybe you're in a drive-through. Pay for the car behind you. Bless them with a free cup of coffee or a free lunch. And then when you're paying for them, just pray that God would come to they would come to know God a little bit better that day and that they would have a moment to just maybe meet God in whatever they're doing.
0: So as we conclude, we invite you this week to participate in asking God for our daily bread, our needs, both your needs and the needs of the community around you. As we think about praying for our daily bread this week, we can ask God, what are my spiritual and physical needs and how can I posture myself in a position to trust that you will provide them and to receive them from you? We can also ask God, what are the spiritual and physical needs of the community around me, and how might you use me to be a part of providing for
1: those needs? So I'm going to pray. Kevin and the worship team, you guys can, you can come up and get ready for communion. Okay, ready? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you're a God who has cared and always will care for our needs Help us to see you as a provider, even if people in our lives have hurt us by not caring for our needs. Show us how you do care for our needs and how you do provide for us. Whether our needs are physical or spiritual, help us learn to come to you and ask for you to provide for us. And as we pray this part in the Lord's Prayer, help us to remember this is a community prayer. Teach us to see the community around us and their needs, but also to be aware of your invitation to maybe step into these needs. Teach us to humbly and generously care for the community around us by being faithful stewards of all that we have. Thank you for loving us. We love you too. In your name, amen.